Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Your name was out there for a while as uh, you know, as a guy that would be on the Oilers' uh, radar screen. Uh, you had the previous connection, obviously, with uh, Todd McClellan, but maybe you know if you can uh, give our listeners a bit of a perspective on why the Oilers were the right fit for you, because I can imagine that you had a, some other options as well. Yeah, I, I, I guess that where I, what I would say, Bob, is it wasn't so long ago I was on the other side of the bench. Uh, playing a game seven against uh, a, a team that, that that was very good, and I had a lot of respect for. And, and uh, when you get to a game seven, being in a few of them, anything can happen. But the series was uh, was was a great series, and you could see the the growth of a young team potentially uh, with a lot of good pieces in place. And uh, so that was that was exciting for me. Obviously, being able to work with Todd, as you had mentioned, uh, was was very exciting. You know, going back to our our San Jose days, but but back to the team, I I got a lot of respect for for a lot of those players on that team, having watched them from uh, from a different vantage point. So I, I I was real excited about the opportunity to to one obviously be working with Todd again, and then two. Uh, the prospects of, of what that team had going forward. You have a reputation uh, for, you know, breeding confidence in young players, not just defensemen. Uh, you know, there's some uh, there's some forwards from your minor league days. Uh, you had Pat Maroon as an example when you were in the Ducks organization. But what is it that, you, you know, you think you focus on that allows for, because certainly when you talk to people in hockey circles, they talk about the fact that Trent Yanni knows how to develop young defensemen specifically. So, obviously, you played the position, you were a good player in the Western Hockey League, uh, but what are the sort of the reoccur- uh, reoccurring themes that have allowed you to to build relationships with, with these younger players and, and help transition them to become pretty good NHL hockey players? Well, first and foremost is, you mentioned the one word, the relationships, because it followed what's followed up is trust. Um, I think that, that between uh, the coach, in this case with the defense and, and the players, there has to be the relationship first, but that fall is followed by trust. And, and the, the last thing I would say, Bob, is I, I tell them the truth. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, there's not a lot of gray with me, I'm, and I don't mean that in uh, yelling and screaming. I'll, I'll, I'll tell them if they're they're good and, and, and try and encourage them to keep going but I'll also if they're not going so good look for ways to get them back on track and uh, I think that comes with probably the last part is, is you know every every defenseman's personality is a little bit different and but every defenseman in the National League, in the, the National League needs a needs a foundation to work from and uh, in, in the word defenseman is the word defend and that's where it starts but that's not by any means coaching any offense out of them because I think as we've seen that the game is 
played in now in four and sometimes five man rushes, and you got to have your defense involved offensively if you're going to have any kind of success. We're joined by Oilers assistant coach Trent Yanni. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Trent was previously a head coach with Chicago Blackhawks. They had a general manager by uh, the name of Dale Talon there, and he used to say it takes 300 games before you really know what you have with a defenseman. And I'm looking to a couple guys. I mean, people talk about the Vegas defense right now and guys like Nate Schmidt and Braid McNabb, and those guys are, you know, 25 to 27 years of age. And I'm looking at Darnell Nurse, who uh, turned 23 uh, in this, you know, in, in the start of uh, 2018. Uh, Bomb still just 24 years of age. I mean, those guys are kind of established a bit now in Edmonton. But relatively speaking, in terms of NHL experience, they're not the most experienced guys, so there's a lot, a lot of opportunity for growth there, isn't there, Trent? Absolutely, and I, I think that's the exciting part of you know moving forward with with the, uh, the Oilers organization is being able to to work with uh, those type of players. I mean, I I look at guys like Matthew Benning as well, and and uh, some of the older guys, Chris Russell and and and, and Shakira. You know, we had uh, Boschman last year here who was coming off a, a real awful year in, in Colorado for, for everybody involved, and, and he was real solid. They didn't really think that, uh, you know, he, he was, he was uh, going to be an everyday player, but by the end of the year, he was playing some of his best hockey he had played, you know, prior to leaving the, the Ducks. So that's the exciting part for a coach is to be able to have pieces of like that to, to work with and and to be able to uh as we mentioned earlier develop those relationships and that trust and 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 start to work on the details of their game you know they're young they're 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 excited they i, I find that exciting to be able to pass on some knowledge that i've learned through the years and and have used with the guys that I had here, the Josh Bansons, Hampus Lindholms, and 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 guys like that, uh, to be able to, you know, be able to pass it on to to uh, Bomb, to Nurse, to uh, Benning, to to all the guys, uh, Adam Larson. I mean, who watching him in the World Championships is is a very very good player. So. That's the exciting part from the coaching standpoint. Trent Yanni joining us in Oilers. Now, Trent, I'm going to stand by this comment. In Game 5 in Anaheim, when Sekra got hurt in the first period, I think that played a factor in allowing you guys to, to no disrespect intended to what the Ducks accomplished, but the Oilers lacked you know their most experienced defenseman out there in the final three uh, five minutes of that game, and uh, the Ducks scored three goals. Uh, Andrew Cogliano, uh, former Edmonton Oiler, has talked about your work on the penalty kill as well. And you've had, a, you know, two of the three years you were in uh, San Jose, a top five uh, PK in the National Hockey League, all three years in Anaheim, the Ducks. And, and they, they at times could be an undisciplined team, but they always had great penalty killing. So what are the reoccurring themes that allow teams to have good penalty killing, in your opinion? Because it's one of the areas you're going to assist in working with the rest of the staff to try to improve for the Oilers. Well, the one thing that I, I would say, we in Anaheim, we had a, as you mentioned, we had a lot of practice out of it. We were, I think, in the three years here, we were in the top three or five in, in, in taking penalties. So that, that obviously gives you a lot of practice. But at the same time, you know, I, I would say that I, the, the players in Anaheim, 
took a lot of pride in that side of the game. And you mentioned Andrew Cogliano, and he 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 was obviously a very good player, a complimentary player, but took a lot of pride in, in, in that part of the game, and it rubbed off on a lot of the other guys that were able to, uh, you know, participate in it. Uh, on the other side, uh, Getzlaff, who arguably is, you know, one of the, the top players in the league, anytime the, the penalty kill wasn't a part of his repertoire, he, he didn't like that. And as time went on, um, when he was on it, it rounded out his game because you can't cheat on the, on, on, on the penalty kill. So he, it, he, he, he wanted that part into his game. So when you collect that, you, you know, along with, with some good goaltending and, and, and just execution, you, you, you get those kind of numbers. But, uh, you know, the one thing I will say with, with the Edmonton PK is the fact that what what's lost is from January on they were in the top top two I think in, yep. in, in the league and so they were doing a lot of good things watching from afar I know against us in the games or Anaheim uh, they 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 didn't give up a goal it was obviously uh, the sore spot was was the was the home record but I'm I'm another pair of eyes and with Todd it's a collective thing yeah and, and Gully had. Gully had good penalty killing in uh, in, in Vancouver when, when when he was there as an assistant coach, and I'm sure Vive has, has some things to offer. So I think collectively, the, everybody looking at it, and I know how Todd works with that. It's just making sure that the language gets down uh, so everybody understands it, and 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 obviously that uh, uh, you know there was some some role clarification there with when when with Todd. And that'll, I, 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 you know, don't, that's the way Todd operates. So I, I think it's exciting. I think going forward with, with uh, the players taking, and, I, and obviously they did from January on, and keeping it uh, a, a black and white slate, that this thing will, will, will continue to move forward from where it did in, in January. Trent, one final question for you. And I asked you this, I don't know, 13 years ago or so when you were announced as the head coach of the Blackhawks, but. Uh, maybe just educate our listeners on some of your coaching influences along the way. Well, I would start with probably, I think with every coach that I played for, you, 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 you take something from. And uh, I, I would start even going back as far as, as, as Mike Keenan. Uh, with Mike, going, he, he, there, there, there were no excuses. He made <laughs> sure that, that the players had the best of the best and that their focus was always just on playing the game there were there was no uh excuses and and outside distractions that they could be brought in he 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 eliminated all those uh with with uh playing for kinger kinger was i think for the longest time was the pioneer of you know uh preparation Having your team prepared with the video and and making it simple so that it was there was no gray area. You knew what what to expect from the team, but at the same time, you knew what what what, what you had to do to negate what maybe that team's strengths were. Um, you know, even moving up, working with Bruce, uh, we had good success with Bruce. Just didn't get to the next level, and you know, Bruce. 
Bruce was not uh, a big confrontational guy, but he let the players be the players. And and he didn't really interfere too much, maybe sometimes to a fault, but but he uh he was always there. He allowed them to be creative. He allowed them to to not have to worry about maybe not getting on the ice the next time and and I that, that was kind of his shtick. So over those those three particular coaches, you know, I picked up a, a, a lot of and kind of applied it to myself. And last but not least, one of, you know, one of the reasons coming back is, is working for Todd and spent my time in, in, in San Jose with, uh, with Todd and Woody. Uh, you know, we had, we had success there. Again, just didn't get it to the, to the next step. I, I learned a lot. Um, just in, you know, Woody was a very prepared guy, and and just the the way Todd sees the game, and I, you know, I, I see the game a, a lot the same way he does, and 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 I'm looking forward to working with him again. All right, hopefully I make you chuckle here to end. I, I got to ask you a question about two guys, uh, one who had as much talent in and around the time that you were playing as junior hockey as anybody, uh, maybe wasn't the most focused guy. Who was better, Dwayne Hutton? Or Mike Morin, both who played with you at the uh, Saskatoon Blades, because Mike Morin uh, went to I went to high school and played at the Southside Athletic Club with him. He was a pretty good player. So, give you a thought on those two guys. Do you recall uh, uh, both of those players? Absolutely. Uh, you know, with no disrespect to, to Morin, Dwayne Hutton was the most talented junior player I I think I might have ever played with. I mean, this guy could do. He was so skilled to do anything that he wanted. The, the problem was 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 how were we going to get his attitude to match right. his skill set? But uh, ter- tremendously talented, uh, skilled player. Morin had a he was a, he was about a point per game guy. We've we've actually had Dwayne Hutton on the. He became a bit of a. I'll tell you what happened. Ian Herbers, who uh, has gone back to the U of A, we you know he t- said, "Hey, this guy was." I'm like, I don't remember Dwayne Hutton, and then I heard all the stories about being with Washington. Pretty interesting stuff. So, uh, real Saskatoon connection. Uh, three former Blades and a former Prince Albert Raider who you played against, uh, Manny Beaverios. Yeah. He was a pretty special player back in the day, wasn't he? Absolutely, I, I was. I've, I've said to a few people, um, if you could always go back in time, it would, wouldn't it be great for all of us? But if if Manny Viveros could play in in today's game, I'll tell you what, it, it would. He it was such a dynamic offensive player, uh, not only on the power play, but 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 just five on five. Uh, the way the game is played today, he would have been just a, a perfect fit for for any team in the league and and i'm looking forward to you know at least to meeting him again but but at the same time working with him because he's got an offensive flair for the game and and i i i want to learn from that as well trent uh, i think a lot of order fans are really excited with the makeup of the staff uh well uh you know this won't be the last time we'll have you on orders now but thank you for taking time to join us today thank you bob looking forward to it